Al Anderson Afternoons, the podcast. Well, hello, and thank you for checking out the podcast. Coming up, Tom Jackson, who's in town for his Huron Carol. We're also going to talk to Chris Adams, a political scientist at St. Paul's College at the University of Manitoba, will join us to talk about the First Minister's meeting in Montreal. And Adrian Pierce, he's the Edmonton guy who got that package from a girlfriend almost 50 years ago, and then she dumped him. It got opened. What's inside? We'll find out on the podcast. Please rate the podcast. Please subscribe to the podcast. And now, the podcast. Tom Jackson, I'm telling you, you, right there, you can turn up the volume right there, sir. You you. have some big pipes. Man, like that's what they call big pipes in radio. Well, thank you very much. It's great to see you. It's awesome to see you. You look well. You know, life is, life is pretty grand. It's Christmas. I mean, I was saying to somebody today when I was mentioning you were coming in and somebody said, well, really, I mean, Tom Jackson is Christmas, right? I mean, you've become a big part of Christmas right across the country. Well, I'm Santa Claus, don't you know? Uh, uh, Here's a true story for you. (laughs) Yes. One year we were here uh, and we were doing Huron Carol and there was a woman in the show. Her name was Susan. Mm -hmm. Uh, Her last name was... I'll keep to myself, but she was in the show and she had two young boys and one was six and the other one's four. And this would be 20 years ago or so. And I asked the boys, I said, have you done your Christmas list yet? And they said, no, nah, we don't believe in Santa. I said, come on. Yeah. What do you mean you don't believe in Santa? I'm yeah. Santa Claus. Right. And I said, well, listen, I know what you're thinking. I'm not wearing the red suit. And if I was, I, you know, I'd cause quite a kerfuffle, you know, six foot five, Indian guy with a braid wearing a red suit would be a little weird. <laughs> yeah. And I said, do me a favor. Just make the list. Give mm. me your Christmas list. Yeah. And and they did. And Susan wasn't doing that well at that time. And so the band decided to fulfill the list Very and make nice. sure that they were on the doorstep Christmas wow. Eve. Yeah. Well, great. So 15 years later, I see Susan and she brings me two cards from the boys and they're now around 20 themselves. Thanks, Santa. Isn't that something? <laughs> Isn't that something? Yeah. <laughs> that's a great story. Making a difference in people's lives one by one. And that's yeah. why you have done this, the Huron, uh, Carol, all these years. That's why you traveled across the country. You've done these Christmas shows. Um, and Winnipeg Harvest here in Winnipeg will benefit. Yes. And the great thing about what Harvest does, and you, your community knows this, yeah. but... One of the great things they do is they address a silent disease, and that's called hunger. And a lot of times we don't recognize or, or consciously think that the people who use harvest are children. But 40 to 45% yep. of those who use harvest are children. So when you invest in harvest, when you help them out, particularly if you're if you're making a cash donation, you have to understand mm-hmm. that the value of that cash is $1 to $20. So one to 20, what does that mean? That means if you give $10, Mm. the value of that $10 is $200. Mm. So that's very significant. That's investing not only in something that has a great return, but you're investing in your future. You're investing in the children of this world uh, who wouldn't necessarily know who you are, and you may never necessarily know who they are, but the connection is that you are, in fact, saving their lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and it's in our and, home. And, and this is our hometown, right? right? And that's, well, and I was going to ask you about this. Um, it must be, listen, these shows are all special and these communities are all special. 
But is it more special doing your Huron Carroll show here? Because you grew up on the streets of Winnipeg. You bet. You bet it's more special to me. I mean, I might be all over the world, and I'm fortunate to be able to travel. But, you know, wherever my feet are, if they're not in Winnipeg, they're not where my heart is. You know, I, I, I love Winnipeg. Even when I'm someplace else and somebody says Winnipeg, yeah. I light up like a, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> a Christmas a tree. <laughs> yeah, like a Christmas tree. Yep. Timber there Tom. They yeah. 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 Um, I saw today in getting ready for you, I was on YouTube and I was flipping around and I saw a video of you and in about two and a half minutes, you had everybody in the room in tears, including our prime minister and his wife, Justin Trudeau, Hmm. talking about the flag, the maple leaf on our flag being your sister. And you asked them to imagine that you are their brother. That was moving stuff, man. I mean, I've never seen anybody affect a crowd like that in that short amount of time like that. Well, we often forget how patriotic we are. I mean, we're not perfect. I have a friend of mine, his name is Don Simpson. He says to me, you know, if we're going to get better, we need to collaborate, not negotiate. And what does that mean at the end of the day? That means we're going to sit in a room with people who are maybe on opposite ends of the spectrum. And we have problems and we want to solve those problems. But when we go in the room, we have to agree before we go into the room. And I agree with this. You have to commonly believe that we're going to collaborate. Because if we collaborate, I guarantee you this, we're not going to come out of that room perfect. We're not. Mm. But we are going to come out of that room better. Right? We're going Mm -hmm. to come out of that room yeah. Better. Because we're collaborating. So what we're does working that together. Mean? Yeah. Okay. Now, what if we went in that room twice or three times? How are we going to do after the third time? Mm. So it's really special for me to have had the opportunity at what you were talking about, that occasion they were celebrating with the governor general and the prime minister, uh, First Nation people who had done special things in their communities. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were not creating something from history. They were making history. Mm. Um, truth and reconciliation, right? I say this a lot, so I'll say it again, that the truth is the past. Reconciliation is the future. Mm. Let me share a story with you. I, I work with some folks at a detox center in Calgary. And I was in a room like this. It wasn't very big, but there were three of us. There was me, my colleague Adam, and a guy by the name of Greg. And Greg was going on, must have gone on for 10 minutes, uh, ragging on Adam about his situation and how he was so frustrated. He'd get up in the morning and he was 60 years old and he'd go to the temp line. And at the temp line, all the young guys would get the jobs and then he'd end up in the pub and he'd end up back on the mat at the end of the day. Now, uh, he looked at me after going on for 10 minutes, and he said, are you Tom Jackson? And I said, yeah. And he started telling the same story to me. And I, uh, you know, a minute into the story, mm. I said, hey, Greg, wait a minute. Hang, hang, hang on a second. Wait. Yeah. I, 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 I'm 70 years old, 7-0, not 17. I don't have the kind of time you think I have to listen to that story twice. I'm telling you that right now. So, but I'll, I'll, I'll promise you this. 
if you're brave enough to ask me for help, I promise you I can help you. So he did, and, and I said, okay. So now, if you had the opportunity to do something, let's make a plan. Let's just make a plan. If you had the opportunity to do something, what would it be? He said, I'd be a, a forklift operator. I said, well, yeah. He said, yeah, no, I'm good. He said, but I can't get the job. And I said, okay, well, let's, and I talked to Adam, and Adam created a, a case file. Yeah. And there's an organization in Calgary that I'm associated with called We Employ, which is a free employment agency. Yeah. And I put it into the case. I put it into the into the system. And the next day, he had a job offer from somebody who saw his case study, who saw that he was living uh, on a mat mm. at the detox, saw that they could actually reach out to somebody who needed special help. So they gave him a nod. Now, I don't know whether he took the job or if he got the job, yeah. but I haven't seen Greg for some time. Mm-hmm. And I'm there pretty much once a week at least. Uh, so I don't know whether he took that job, but here's the point. The point is that we made a plan. Yeah. I heard his history. I heard his story. I got it. That's the truth. Okay. Now let's make some history. Mm-hmm. Right. Let's yeah. let's do this reconciliation thing. Let's make a plan and put it into action. Yeah. It really is so simple and basic if you if you break it down and just look at it. Right. I mean, it's not obviously these. You know, truth and reconciliation yeah. is huge, but. At the base, it, you're right. It, yeah. It's it's something that, that we can do. When you make the plan and you collaborate, yeah. you can see it. You get better. You yeah. can see it. You get better and you get better again. Yeah. So let's make a plan and put something in place. But let's not wait. Right. Right? I'm 70 years old. I don't want to wait for that. Yeah. 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 You got better things to do. <laughs> I got stuff to do. So listen to this. Uh, Tom walked in the room. We were chatting and, and you were saying you were just in Calgary last night. You're Winnipeg tonight. You're in uh, Brandon tomorrow night. I mean, what you got? 15 cities? Yes. I think, I think 15, 15 cities, cities, 19 shows. Wow. That yeah. is a heck of a schedule. But oh, it's but Christmas. It's, yeah, I mean, you, 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 you got to do it, right? It's not right. like you can do these shows in, in June. You know, the reindeer... You know, they wait all year for this. Do you think they want a day off? Are you kidding me? <laughs> They're on me. <laughs> 7.30 tonight. I just want to get some details out. 7.30 tonight, All Saints Anglican Church. That's at 175 Colony. And by the way, there is parking behind the Great West Life Building. All right? 7.30 tonight, All Saints Anglican Church. And, of course, um, basically, Tom, with these uh, shows, is is giving hunger a voice. And we mentioned that Winnipeg Harvest uh, will benefit. Tell us, other than you, who are we going to see on stage tonight? Well, uh, it's a bit of a family affair. My musical director, Tom McKellop, has been with me for almost 20 years now. His daughter, Carly, and her husband, uh, Dallas, uh, or sorry, I was going to say, is it Darren Savard plays with Dallas Smith. There you go. From the Dallas Smith yeah. group. Um, and then... Uh, Susan and Craig are married, so there's a family thing, right? Yeah. Susan uh, and Craig Bignall. Nice. Awesome. Anyway, so that's really the core. Yeah. Um, Tonight's show, so you know, uh, I got good news and bad news. It's sold out. Oh. Uh, And Brandon has 
only few tickets left. So if you want to see the show and you're in the Brandon area, you can come. But the show tonight is sold out. But let okay. me tell you something. Yes. Remember the, the value of the dollar I was telling you about? Right. If you want to make a contribution, if you still want to help somebody, if you still want to make a difference in somebody's life, then go to Harvest and make a contribution. Good idea. And they have a shortage. I have a list. I asked them for, to give me a shopping list. Good. Right. You want to change lives? This is how easy it is. How yeah. much is a, a, a can of soup? How much is a can of vegetables or fruit or yeah. pasta? Yeah. Right. They need canned protein, soup, vegetables, fruit, and pasta. So if you're looking and you haven't done all your Christmas shopping yet and you'd like to help somebody that you'll never know, or maybe you will, mm-hmm. maybe you do know them, you just or don't know. Or maybe you'll need that help one day. Or maybe day. you'll need that help someday. Go at, you know, when you go your, do your Christmas shopping mm-hmm. and pay attention to those little things and put them in the, in the harvest bin. Yeah. That'd be great. Very good. And don't forget I love you. Yes. It goes with that. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> well, that's uh, well. then I mentioned that for everybody. If, if you're going to the show tonight, parking behind Great West Life, if you're looking for a spot, 730, I'll just remind people. And then, as you said, there are some tickets uh, left out in the Brandon area as well. Other than this uh, Christmas tour, what's going on with Tom Jackson? Tell us what you're up to. There's a lot of stuff that's uh, already in the can, as they say, Yeah, and yet to be... Uh, brought out into the world. Mm-hmm. The, um, the biggest thing is uh, I participated in a, in a feature film last year that'll be out in February. Oh, cool. Called Cold, no, not cool, Cold, cold. Pursuit. Cold, cold Pursuit. Cold Pursuit. Um, that's, you know, it was an $80 million project and I don't think I've ever been involved in anything that was that extravagant, that yeah. big, that wonderful. Yeah. So that's coming out in February. Um, I have a renewed series called Red Earth Uncovered, which goes back into production in January. Mm-hmm. I did a full season of Cardinal this last year. So a lot of a lot of the acting stuff, but yeah. I'm working on a new project uh, called Nothing But the Blues. Um, I'm writing the theme. You're going to get tired of this. I'm going to no, stop. I want, this. No, I want to hear I'm this. writing the anthem for the, the Western Canada Summer Games, which is an eight-minute anthem. Yeah. So uh, lots to do and lots of fun. You know, I'm, I'm enjoying life and, yeah. you know, nothing, no no reason to not get up in the morning. Excellent, yeah. Well, when I knew that we had the opportunity to have you on, I was happy to have you on because I'll tell you what, you're doing good work. I mean, you're at the point uh, in your life and career where you don't have to do this stuff, but this has always been you. This is what you've done all these years. It's a goal in life, I think, for everybody, and it should be, to be able to turn off their alarm clock and do what they want, when they want, and who they want to do it with. But if here's three things. If it misses one of these, don't do it. I, I, I beg of you, don't do it. You have to enjoy it. It has to make good business, and it has to change the world, make the world a better place. If it misses one of those things, don't do it. Boy, that's some good advice. Tom Jackson, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Thank to you, you for friend. coming, and I really appreciate it. Well, the uh, first ministers, including Manitoba's Brian Pallister, meeting in Montreal. And here to talk now with us about this uh, meeting is a poli-sci guy, a political scientist at St. Paul's College, University of Manitoba, Chris Adams. Good afternoon, Chris. Hi, Hal. Thanks for thanks for having me on again. Yeah, thank you for doing this. So I see Bill Morneau is describing the meetings as constructive and positive. Are you buying that? I- 
That's the general sense. I mean, uh, we were going in, uh, watching these meetings going in. Uh, people were wondering if Doug Ford was going to walk out. We know that there are different uh, priorities of each of the premiers. Uh, Rachel Notley is is uh, facing a, um, a possible re-election, but is also concerned about about uh, oil prices and uh, the glut in the market. So um, there are a lot of different priorities for these premiers, and they're all worried about their own backyards. And that's a pretty um, tough challenge for a prime minister to walk into. Uh, I was listening to David Aiken this morning on the start here on CGOB. He's Global's chief political correspondent, and he said uh, that Trudeau's approach to these meetings is different than, uh, say, Harper. Harper, he didn't have them. Uh, Trudeau Mm -hmm. has the meetings. He feels he comes out looking pretty good because he's willing to talk, and the premiers come off looking grumpy and crusty over some of these issues. What do you think of that? Well, it's true that the approach by Trudeau, uh, uh, Justin Trudeau, has been uh, fairly uh, to try to bring people within his circle. I mean, that's how he works with his his cabinet. He he relies on on some fairly uh, strong figures in his cabinet, and he's going into this first ministers the same way. And I think this is the fourth of his first ministers conferences that he's been part of since elected in 2015. Um, we have to remember there are a lot of new faces around around the table. You know. The, there's um, the CA, CAQ, the new uh, premier, Francois Legault. Right. Uh, we have the new Brunswick premier, Blaine Higgs, who was just put into power when the um, Liberal government, the Liberal Party couldn't form a, a standing government in New Brunswick. And then, of course, we've got Rob Ford. So there are some, some strong new faces around the table, and uh, that's been a particularly ch- uh, challenging for, for Trudeau. But you're right. He, uh, Trudeau looks good in a meeting like this where people aren't storming out of the room, where people are conferring with each other. They're um, uh, having conversations with the, the Minister of Finance and, and uh, Environment. So it's been, a, would say, a fairly good day for, for Justin Trudeau. And I've run out of time almost, so a quick answer yeah. on this one. But uh, Premier Pallister, he's, uh, his issue, or appears his issue at these meetings, is uh, interprovincial trade. And it looks like, it seems to me like that's something he might be able to get some, uh, something accomplished on and that would be a win for him, wouldn't it? I would say so. It's not a flashpoint between between premiers. It's not like uh, 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 issues like the carbon tax or or uh, supporting workers who've been uh, laid, coming uh, the coming shutdown in Oshawa. I think this is something that the premiers could probably agree on in in many ways. And it's a, it's a nuts and bolts things that uh, nuts and bolts issue that Canadians can get behind. Chris, I promise we'll have longer to talk next time. Thanks for your time. That's all right. Have a great weekend, Hal. Appreciate Take it. Care. Well, uh, the other day, we talked to a gentleman in Edmonton. His name is Adrian Pierce. This is the guy who had the gift all these years, almost 50 years, from a girlfriend. And soon after she gave him the Christmas gift, she dumped him. But he kept the gift. Almost 50 years. And he looked her up. She flew into Edmonton, and last night they all got together. He has vowed over the years not to open the gift, so she has agreed to open the gift. She did that last night. Adrian was there. He's now happily married. The wife and the ex get along great, apparently. Adrian, we had to have you on today to find out what was in that gift all these years later. And I'll be honest with you, both Cam Poitras, my producer, who you've been talking to, and myself, we did not go on Google today because we want to be surprised 
What was in the gift when your ex opened it up last night? Well, you're right about a surprise. Um, Victoria, who opened the gift, was just as surprised as anyone else as to what was in it. And what was in it is the cutest little book called What is Love? No, (laughs) What Love Is. And it's (laughs) remarkable. It's so cute. I almost burst into tears because it was so cute. Well, that is cute. But you know what's funny is she gave you a book about love and then she dumped you. (laughs) Well, that's. That's a good point. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, sorry to point out the obvious, but. (laughs) Well, the same day she bought my gift is when she fell for this other guy. Right. And, And so she already had the gift. And she thought, well, what the heck? I might as well just give it to this guy, yeah. even though I'm dumping him. Now, one uh, thing I and didn't... It turns out... Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. No, 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 you go ahead. One thing I was going to ask you the other day, and I hung up the phone, and I thought, oh, darn it. Has she ended up with anybody? Has Vicky or, or Victoria, your ex, ended up with anybody? Yeah, in fact, she's married, and she's been married for uh, a long time. She has four children. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. She, so everybody's uh, happy. It yeah, all ended up. It all ended up great. Your your wife now likes her. She's happy. Kids. Everybody's happy. And we now finally know what's in this gift after all these years. Well, it's a wonderful little book. And uh, one thing I did last night is, uh, and somebody had asked me last week. Well, you know, she gave you a gift uh, uh, almost fifty years ago. Did you give her a gift? And of course. Uh, I'm a guy, so I wasn't expecting to get dumped. So being a guy, I was going to probably buy her a Christmas gift on Christmas Eve or or (laughs) the day before. Yeah. So I didn't actually (laughs) give her a gift 50 years ago. So last night, much to her surprise, uh, after we opened the gift she gave me 50 years ago, she opened the gift I gave her last night. And it's a gift I probably would have given her when I was 17 years old because both Vicky and I at that time were smokers and I probably would have bought her sort of like a guy gift, which would be a cigarette case. I was lucky enough to find a retro cigarette case from, from that era. And she just loves it. Oh, very cool. Well, that's good. You're a good guy, Adrian. Hey, you know, I really appreciate your time with us this week. Uh, it's been fun chatting with you. I got to ask you now, you've sort of uh, rekindled your friendship with Vicky, your ex. Do you think you'll continue to be friends? Oh, absolutely. In fact, uh, we're just having something to eat here, and uh, my wife and Vicky are planning uh a trip for the three of us to uh, Tofino, B.C., on the coast of Vancouver Island. And we're not sure when we're going to do that, but uh, my wife is an author, and she's setting her next book in Tofino. So this will be an opportunity for her to check out Tofino and describe it and for us to have a, a little holiday with Vicky. So, yeah, our friendship is going to continue, and uh, it's just a wonderful thing. It's a great story. Adrian, thanks again for all your help. I appreciate it. Well, it's been my pleasure, and uh, I hope uh, you and your listeners have a happy holiday. All the best to you as well. Winnipeg loves your story. Thanks a lot. (laughs) You're welcome. 
Hal Anderson Afternoons, the podcast, is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere you find your favorite podcasts.